Hey, Alternative Nation, it's Claire. And Alicia. Indigenous to the kingdom of God. Followers of Jesus. Living life led by Holy Spirit. Desiring to be an altar where his fire falls. We are Alternative. Today we are talking about generations i'm so excited this is one of my favorite topics generations and in those topics alicia we're going to talk about you did a lot of studying on generational lines right oh yeah and then we're going to talk a little bit about generational curses and blessings alicia is going to share a story today about that i have some too but um for time's sake we're going to let alicia tell a longer story and then, of course, we have our scriptures that we're going to share with you guys. <laughs> and guess what we're not going to talk about? What? Corona. <laughs> <laughs> because we all need a little break from that. So we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> Amen. Oh, my gosh. But, yes. Yeah, so Alicia and I are back together after a couple weeks whoop, whoop. of Raise the roof. not being able to do this. And so we are so happy to be here with you guys. And thanks for listening. So, Alicia, do you want me to share this verse that kind of just makes people wonder about generational curses and blessings? Yes. We'll, do it, we'll girl. go ahead and start from scripture, which is Exodus Exodus 34, 7. It says, The Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness, maintaining love to thousands, and forgiving wickedness, rebellion, and sin. Yet he does not leave the guilty unpunished. He punishes the children and their children for the sins of the father to the third and the fourth generation. Why? And I think that is so beautiful because um, it's very easy to get down to that second half of the verse about the punishment. But in the first half, it's amazing just to see God's character with the compassion and grace and that he's slow to anger and abounding in love and faithfulness because we all like to, um, we get distracted by the fear piece. Yeah. And so going back to that, just remembering all of that, when we talk about generational curses, that God does have these characteristics of love and grace for real. And that we don't need to, but God, God to, to be feared. He's the only thing we should be afraid of. Right. Um, just because he is so powerful. And I think today we don't talk enough about, actually fearing the Lord and respecting who he is. But yeah, yeah right. right there. Yeah. And it, but it says right there, you know, he punishes the children and their children for the sins of the fathers, the third and fourth generation. And as we know, that's been redeemed by Christ on the cross. But there are still things, which Alicia, I'm sure you can talk on this. Um, just, I mean, I can too, but Alicia has something to say about it. Uh, just about how things pass down through parents, grandparents to parents to children. Yeah. For sure. Okay, so I, I'm a writer, so I actually wrote this out, so I'm going to read it. Yes, um, I love that. But I think this will be a good kind of just personal thing for all of you, because I'm sure a lot of you will relate to this. Okay, so spent the early years of my life trying not to be everything I didn't like about my parents, that I was practically under the illusion that I could kind of outrun being a daughter at all. I don't know why I just, I really struggled with like the idea of like, I'm a daughter my whole life. Hmm. And I wanted to break yeah, down the construct of family, especially mine, because it felt easier to do that than work with what I had. <clears throat> and let me also say, I love my parents a lot. <laughs> They're also going to listen to this podcast, but they also are very much going to know what I'm talking about when I share this. <laughs> um, I even had a mentor at that time say to me that she would tell her kids that she'll outrun 
or that she'll run the race as far and as fast as she can. But at some point, they'll outrun her and she doesn't want them to stop and wait for her. She would say, just take the baton and go. I'll be back here as working as hard as I can to catch up to you. <clears throat> and I would get so angry. Um, and this is actually one of the reasons why I didn't want to have kids, because I had spent my life being the next generation, kind of like the golden generation, right? And I loved being the glass ceiling breaker. So I was envious that I wasn't always going to be the next generation and that my own kids would surpass me. So I began wrestling with God and then to my surprise got pregnant, which added more surprise pregnancy. Yeah. Yeah. And I like to say surprise because I'm really obsessed with my kid. (laughs) Yes. It was the best thing that has ever happened to me, um, like in life, but also spiritually because. I learned that I'm not the only person that doesn't want to be forgotten generation. And I do think that our churches spend so much time discussing the next generation and they should, but like, especially because like teens are my sphere of influence, but there are multiple generations living on earth simultaneously. Mm-hmm. And if God didn't need them all, we wouldn't live being past teenagers. Like we wouldn't, yeah, we wouldn't live past our teenage years. Yeah. Yeah. So instead of being angry about this anymore or being angry about the fact that I was a daughter, <clears throat> I actually began to understand that there's great purpose for every generation and we need all of them working together. And what's more, <clears throat> we need all of the generations within the family working together. And so I really started pretty much when I got pregnant, discovering the answers to my questions. So why family? Why do I get traits and conditions and gifts and issues from my family, especially, you know, my upline, my mom, my dad? Um, why is my voice so tied up in it? I had a lot. We're not going to get into voice today, but like, why is sound so caught up in all of that? Why are boundaries important and who will my spiritual family be? So like, I, I kind of like laid out these questions and like, why all of it? Yeah. (laughs) Because it is so clearly woven into all of it. So God sheds a lot of light on all of this, all of this, but it starts Genesis 1-1 and 2 and 3 and all of it. In the beginning, God created humans in his likeness and we're mm. called his children he made yeah. us in his image which is ironic because satan wanted to be god he left heaven and then god actually made something in his image <laughs> kind of like to throw it in satan's face yes oh, <laughs> that's I cool love. i've never thought about that alicia it's like I okay i think you can do better i'm gonna create a whole race <laughs> like me yep <laughs> which is what you wanted to be and you can't my- be Yes. Oh, wow. That just opened my eyes. Thank you. Yes, Jesus. Jesus. (laughs) I love it. And then, so yeah, so our first identity is being a child of God. And so like, we will never, ever, like I wanted to outrun being a kid, a child, a daughter, Mm. but that was my first identity from the start. Even before I was my parents' child, I was a child of God. Mm, So biologically and spiritually, it is inexchangeable for us to be children for us to come outside of family. So wow. that's that's my lead in. What do you think about that, Claire? I think that is the main problem in, in identity crisis, you know, that we're facing in culture. No one wants to accept Father God as their father. And so it just starts from that simple statement in Genesis at the beginning of being, that is your true identity. So if you never figure that out, you're always just going to have issues. You will always have issues. Right. And so that's very important to remember your first identity. And as believers, we should know that. But I mean, if you're not, if you're unsaved, you're always searching for that. And you're always going to be unfulfilled until you realize the simple truth that you're a child of God. That's number one identity. Yeah. So, yeah, that's really cool. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. So 
Okay, so once we first we first get it's inexchangeable, we're spiritually and biologically family. Then I started realizing kind of how much all over scripture mm. there are generations. Yeah, you're and right. Then before we even get into all of the descendant lines. <laughs> so I had this really cool dream. I don't know if I've actually shared this on the podcast or not before, but I was praying a year ago. A year ago. Oh my gosh, actually wow. like this month. Wow, cool. Um, for a family scripture. And I had this really cool dream where I was sitting at a table and I hadn't dreamed for maybe a month and a half, which is very unusual for me. I normally dream every night. And I was like, Lord Jesus, like this is odd. Um, he gave a coworker a dream for me, which was incredible, but mm-hmm. I was kind of like missing that personal engagement. Mm-hmm. And I went to sleep one night, kind of being used to at this point, not dreaming, but being in prayer about a family scripture. And I fell asleep and I had this dream that I was at a big table with a bunch of people and a man at the end of the table looked down at me and slid me a Bible. When I opened up the Bible, did I share this before? No, when I don't I op- think you shared this yet. Okay. When I opened up the Bible, it said family scripture, Deuteronomy 6. Mm. It was so cool. Oh, and there was man. two other places that didn't have scriptures on them. One for me and one for another one for my family or my marriage or something. But they didn't have scriptures in them yet. And wow. I woke up and I was like, oh my gosh, what's Deuteronomy 6? And so I just want to tell all of you, it is a phenomenal chapter. Mm. It was the whole chapter. I didn't get just a scripture. I got a chapter. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. But y'all need to go read this because it is all about generational inheritance. Oh, that's great. And it constantly goes through you, your children, and your grandchildren. Mm. And it talks about the inheritance. You, your children, your grandchildren. It talks about if you obey his laws, you'll enjoy a long life. You, your children, your grandchildren. Yes. Um, it's just, it's constant about the inheritance that you'll get from your ancestors for the three living generations that are on earth. Yeah. And this is all over the Bible. You guys, it even comes up in the new Testament. And I love this because in the old test, in the old Testament, we hear a lot about Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob generations, right? But in the new Testament, yes, in Timothy, second Timothy five, excuse me, when Paul's writing to Timothy, he says, I know that you sincerely trust the Lord for you have the faith of your mother Eunice and your grandmother Lois. And I'm like, now he's bringing, this is a mother's generational line coming down to her son, three generations. So Timothy, Eunice and Lois. And so like, this is woven into the fabric of our faith. And clearly something we need to pay attention to. Yes. And just as a mother, I just love that so much because it just shows the importance of talking to your children all the time and um, leading your children in the way that they should go, which scripture tells us, you know, all the time that when we're walking, we should be talking about it. When we're laying down, we should be talking about it. It's, you know, as you're coming and going. So as a mother and, you know, my situation, I'm at home with my children. It's almost like my responsibility while the father's out to ensure that, it's going to be passed down to the next generation mm, through the yeah. things we talk and discuss and do throughout. So that's really neat and just shows yeah. the importance of, I mean, even if you're work, you're a working mother, you know, you, when you come home, you know, and fathers, when they come home, that is your duty as yeah. a parent to ensure that you pass down the Lord through your children so that they can pass it down over yeah. and over and over again. That is our job to do that. As yep. believers. 
That's awesome. And I also just want to say, if you're a first-generation Christian or or a second-generation Christian, you're not discounted from this. This Mm -hmm. is not like, just because they didn't have it, you know, your upline doesn't mean you don't get to start fresh for your downline. And I also believe very strongly in God being outside of time. And so, you know, scripture says that when you are saved, you and your whole household are saved. Mm -hmm. And so I believe that that can go up and down the generation. So I just want to say for you guys who are out there who are like, but I'm a first generation Christian. Great. Yes. History for your family. Yes. That is so beautiful to think about. That is something to celebrate and not to feel shame over. Right. Not want to want us to feel shame and at all. You're, you're oh, grafted that. you're grafted into God's family now so you have a spiritual mm-hmm. family you have spiritual generations above that you can receive inheritance from you know yeah Jesus being the first I mean right. you know <laughs> the ultimate yeah and he passed his holy spirit to you so like consider that your first amazing generational blessing yeah yeah oh that's so cool yeah that is so cool yeah, and I mean, in two, it's important. That also reminds me how important important it is to have mentors who are older, you know, uh, and uh-huh. um, then to mentor people who are young, because yeah. that is a generational type thing. Since we're all in the family of Christ, to have somebody yeah. older than you pouring in and you pouring into someone below, and so that That's is so something good. I really need to get on. That's <laughs> so I good. Need to do that. Yeah, so, uh, me too. Yeah. Well, um, there's thing too to remember just with all of this um if you think back to like generational curses and blessings before we kind of like give some examples on that i just want everybody to remember romans 10 9 it says if you confess with your mouth jesus is lord and believe in your heart that god raised him from the dead you will be saved and so i think that it's just important to not feel condemnation things, and just to realize like um, going back to the generational thing, your mama could be, you know, lying all the time. And then you notice <coughs> yourself that you, you, you struggle, you're a believer and you're still struggling with that sin of lying and you don't, you're trying to break it off to keep it from your children. Um, just remember that have been saved and you're covered in grace yes. but it is something that you should be completely aware about and just confessing to the Lord and asking God to help you asking Holy Spirit to empower you to break that off and to make you completely aware of what you're doing so that these little consequences of sin do not go down to your children mm-hmm. and I just wanted to share I just felt like it was very important to share the shame piece like don't hold shame over these things yeah. just know you're always God is always evolving you yeah. as you follow him and that these generational things that can be passed down, you know, you're covered in grace now that Jesus died and raised from the dead. If you confess that. So just remember that these things will break off of you if you continue to put them at the Lord's. Yeah, that's really good. And let's, why don't we actually practice right now? Cause I love that you use that. I'm sure a lot of people will resonate with that. Let's actually practice right now. Like how we would re- rebuke and repent for our generation. Yeah. So like, okay, so you guys, so like, like, let's play this part because it's really, really easy and it doesn't have to be like this crazy thing. It's just going to be like, Lord God, I am so sorry that I've been a liar. Forgive me of it. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sorry for my mother's generation for their yeah. lying. I'm sorry for my grandmother's generation and their lying. I repent of this because I know mm-hmm. that they were liars and they are not anymore in Jesus' name. We 
rebuke it. We move on from it right now in Jesus' name. We repent. We turn mm-hmm. our backs on it. <clears throat> For my great-grandmother, if she was a liar, Lord God, I mm-hmm. repent of that. And yep. of every generation, Father God, as far as it went, we turn our backs on it and we walk mm-hmm. forward the other direction in Jesus' name. Amen. And Goodness it's that simple. Gracious. Yes. And I'm just seeing like such light and beauty, like just being able to, as soon as you confess that, and I think God just appreciates it. You know, once you're saved, you are cleansed. But I think, you know, like if I did something to Alicia, I, I know that she's going to give me grace, but I'm not going to not tell her I'm sorry for something specifically <laughs> that I keep doing. You know, like I'm not going to be like, oh, she loves me so much. And I just appreciate I know she's going to, you know, I know I'm forgiven with Alicia because she's my friend and I know her personality. Um, but I I'm just going to let it go. But I, I, I honor her as my friend. And so I'm going to go to her and say, Alicia, I'm sorry. I told you this white lie about what I was actually doing today because I couldn't really hang out. So I made up something that I knew you'd give me grace for <laughs> or whatever, you know. Yes. So I just think it's. God just appreciates. Which I have done before, not to you, but to other people. <laughs> I think we probably all have, like, oh, well, I actually yeah. need to do this family thing today instead. But really, you're just tired. Yeah. <laughs> is that an example? I don't know. Which, okay, can we just say for a second, why is everybody always afraid to tell people they're too tired, too tired to be with other people? We all experience exhaustion. Mm-hmm. We all know what it's like to be overworked and overwhelmed, but our culture has it like ingrained in us that it's a bad thing if you're tired. Yeah. <laughs> no, yes, it's not. You are a human being. You cannot run on coffee all day long. No, yeah. Well, actually, I you mean, do, I though. <laughs> I probably do. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. I'm not going to lie. Don't let me lie, guys. And Holy that's Spirit true. coffee, you have like a supernatural <laughs> thing going no, on. I really say that to Alicia all the time. She's like, how are you doing this? I'm like, Alicia, I'm not trying to over-spiritualize this, but like, it's a supernatural thing that I'm just realizing it's a supernatural thing because it's like two and a half years of just go, 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 go with my daughter not sleeping great. But that is so funny. I Yeah, I'm just start calling it my Jesus coffee or something. Yes, <laughs> you gotta come up with something. But I think that also is just like another attack, attack from the enemy where it's like, he doesn't want you to remember what the Bible says about rest. Yeah. It's you true. know, he doesn't want you to rest at all. And that's honestly, we just learned this in church, which was really cool that the first thing God did to Adam and Eve was make them rest because he made them and the next day was the Sabbath. And so the very first thing that they did was rest before oh they did gosh. anything. Oh, that's so sweet. Isn't that? And so it was just teaching them the pattern of life that we should live by. Then I think, you know, I'm not teaching my children that. Like the importance of rest. You just really convicted me. Me too. No, that was the Holy Spirit convicting me (laughs) of that too. Like, as I said that, I'm like, oh crap, you know, teaching that. Wow. Everybody right now is going, shoot, I'm convicted. I know. So am I, people. (laughs) Me too. I just you know, got convicted myself oh my gosh. of that. Like that's a generational curse. That's supposed to be a blessing. Yeah. The rest piece. Right. And none of us do that. It's not a societal thing to do. That's crazy. Yeah. So let's challenge ourselves this week. Guys, to get back to that. <laughs> Cause that's the way God intended it from the beginning. That is awesome. Well, you know what? This is funny. Wow. Okay. Full circle. <laughs> going to do the thing you told me not to do. 
full circle with the coronavirus. Most people, <laughs> most people right now, the next generation, the school system is shut down for two weeks in most places in the United States right now. Yeah. And so you guys, it's almost like we're getting a reset of this exact thing yeah. that Claire is talking about. What? Forced to rest. Right now. We're going to be forced to rest. Yeah, let's turn this into something positive. Thank you. And Jesus. have some soup. One of my friends said, if we get off for the next two weeks, my mom's going to make my favorite soup. So everybody go make your favorite <laughs> soup. <laughs> let's turn this into something really great. Exactly. Which also, side note, guys, um, this has nothing to do with generations, but I just want to let you guys know what was kind of in my spirit the other day is all this stuff, all this fear is coming out. And that's something, too. I mean, we can tie everything into generations. Like, fear is something that can be passed well, down, like phobias. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, like, if your family's prone to fear, like, take a look at that and examine it and see if that's something that's generational. And then yeah. pray for God to redeem that, um, especially in this time. This will be a great time to rebuke that. So, with all this fear that was coming about, my spirit was not fearful, but rather excited because I felt like the felt like the Lord was about to release something to everyone, you know, release his spirit onto people if they were willing to notice. Like yeah. I feel like God is about to do something in this. He's going to redeem this period of time. So amazing, and my spirit was just really, 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 really excited. And Matt goes, "Claire." <laughs> I get you. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I see what you're saying. I feel like God is going to do something too, but I think you're the only person to sit there and say, I'm excited. Oh no, I I am with you. I don't mean it like that. I'm not excited about a virus. I'm not excited about like the shutdowns or the consequences of those things. I just feel in my spirit, the Lord's about to do something mighty. Yes. He's going to, it's, it's calling the church out. And by the church, I don't mean the building. I mean the people, the body of Christ to actually come up out Pray for people, believe mm-hmm. for something greater than what the freaking media is telling us right yeah. now. This is a time to be excited. We get to just see what God's power is going to do. Oh my gosh. And if you like just tying this back into generation. So say you have kids if they see what's happening in the world and then they see you standing firm in the middle of fear because you have, you're standing on a rock. Right. That is something they will they're going to and that is going to pass down into their little minds and brains that's going to be engraved. And the Lord's going to use that for whatever crazy yeah. thing could happen in their generation. Right. So this as well as a time to stand firm in your faith so that your family or your friends who are also believers will see you standing firm when they're scared and it will pass to them. And that, yes. you know, generation will be able to pass that on down as well. This goes back to just like your actions and your obedience to the Lord and what he's called you to do, how, how are you going to send that down? Are you going to send it down in disobedience? Or are you going to send that down by obedience? That is so good, Claire. So, Come on. That was great. Well, I think that we should um, pray for you guys and um, just, I don't know. I just want to pray for you guys right now. And just, unless Alicia, do you have anything else you want to, you know, talk to the listeners about? We could before? Do the brief, I could briefly go through like the, importance of descendants in the Oh, Bible? yes. Please do that. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so in Genesis 5, this is kind of what I read in the beginning, but it says, this is the history of the descendants of Adam. When God created people, he made them in the likeness of God. He created them male and female, and he blessed them and called them human. The next verses of this chapter are all of the descendants from Adam the whole way down to Noah. Mm. And so 
Okay, so I'm just going to read the little notes section from my Bible on this. And I have um, an NLT, Life Application Study Bible. So if you're wondering where I'm getting these notes from, that's where I'm getting them from. So um, there's two basic views of why we have lists of generations in the Bible. The first one is that they're actually just the, the recorded history of the family tribe or nation, which is amazing. Because, I don't know, it's actually becoming yeah. a trend right now for people to find their ancestry. Yeah. Because somehow our culture yeah. has lost that. And that's coming back, which I love. People are really becoming prideful of, like, not a good pride. Not a yeah. bad one. Of where they came from. That's cool. The second is that the Hebrew people passed on their beliefs through an oral tradition. Mm-hmm. For many years, in many places, writing was primitive or non-existent. So stories were told to children who passed them on to their children. So genealogies gave a skeletal outline that helped people remember the stories. Mm-hmm. And then they were passed down from one generation to the, to the next, preserving the family tradition. And they confirmed the promise that the Messiah, Jesus Christ, would be born into the line of Abraham. And so okay, so it also says genealogies point out an interesting characteristic about God. People are important to him as individuals, not just as race, races or nations. And so God refers to every person by name. Wow. mentioning their lifespan and their descendants. Yeah. And I just think that's so beautiful because, you know, I think, okay, so when I struggled a lot as a teenager, which I think so many do, and this is why we go through our little rebellious phases, but mm-hmm. we think like <clears throat> it's always been about the family. You know, our parents raise us to be a part of family, which is so important. And then all of a sudden we do feel like, but it's me. It's about me. Like I have this thing. I'm going to break the glass ceiling. And I actually, after reading that, I was like, whoa, that is God's intent Yeah. for you to have these two simultaneous things working together towards one bigger goal. Yes. So even within these giant generational lines, he calls every single person by name. Is that not beautiful? You it are known so and you're loved and have, you have a purpose. Yes. yes. And he doesn't discount a single one of them. That's so cool. And so then, <laughs> so then I go through and I'm like, but there's a whole chunk of this all over the Bible. And one of them is First Chronicles. The first chapter through the 10th chapter is just a generational recording. 10 chapters of people's names. That's crazy. <laughs> and, and I think a lot of us have the tendency to want to skip over that. And yeah. not, we don't understand the importance of that. And so mm-hmm. it's really great that you're sharing. Oh, well, this is why it's important. <laughs> yeah. So then chapters 10 through 11 is storytelling of the reign of David. And then at the end of 11, it gives the names of David's mighty men. Mm. Which cool. that's powerful. We don't have to get into that today. Yes. And then chapter 12 is David's warriors and his army. So like we're wow. honoring his army, which is amazing. The people yeah. who would fight for his nation. Lay down their life. Yeah. Right. Then we have 10 chapters, 13 through 23, is all storytelling of, like, the life of, not like the life of David, but all of the stuff that happened um, during his reign. <clears throat> then we get 23, we get back to descendants, and now we have duties of, of the generations, so the duties mm-hmm. of the Levites, the priests mm-hmm. in chapter 4, yep. the musicians in yes. chapter 5, the gatekeepers in chapter 27, the military and tribes in 20. Wait, gatekeepers was 26, military and tribes is 27, and then 28 is instructions for his son, Solomon. Oh, wow. And I'm just like, 
this, okay, so this made me crazy, like in the best possible way. <clears throat> so we have this whole thing. We've gone through all of the lists of generations. We get to David. We hear about David's life. And then David in his life honors all these people wow. and what they did. Yeah. So like he honors the pastors, the people who took care of the temple. He honors the musicians and understands mm. the purpose of worship. He honors the people who are fighting for the freedom of the nation. And then he says, my, and then he goes to my son and everything he has prepared for his son. And he's not mad about the fact that he's going to pass the baton on and his son's right. going to run farther. He recognizes and this is this is where I went like, whoo, Jesus, this was my big breakthrough. I broke a, a glass ceiling. I will continue breaking glass ceilings mm. so that my son can break more. My it's ceiling higher and higher. is going to be his floor. Ish. And he can't get there without me yes. doing my job. And so yeah. all of a sudden, now I have ownership over the fact that he'll run farther than me. Mm. and I don't know what it is but something I know what it is for me I'm not going to talk about it on here um but there are I'm gonna I'm just gonna go here there are demonic spirits out there that speak through people that tell mm -hmm. I'm gonna say specifically teenagers because this is my experience mm -hmm. um they don't need their parents doing things for them yeah they want to rebel because they think they don't need their parents and this goes spiritually too because some of you out there maybe don't have parents who are Christians or will fight for you or, or whatever. Um, but we actually need the generation before us to break that glass ceiling so that we don't have to do twice the work. Oh yeah. That's or good. that we don't get stuck cleaning up the mess of the generation before us. We're actually Oof. meant to build and build and build. Yeah. And once I figured that out, it was like, Oh my gosh, this isn't now, a hindrance, but a blessing. Right. Yeah. This exactly. isn't a curse. This is a blessing. Yes. Yeah. Right. And now all of a sudden I'm like, okay, so what did my parents do for me? What did they set out? What did my grandparents do mm. for me that I'm supposed to be building upon? And now all of a sudden I'm not angry about the things they didn't do. Right. I'm going, oh my gosh, what did they do that I now get to dance on? Yeah. You know, what ceiling yes. did they break that could be my floor to dance on? Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And it's so interesting because, I mean, the enemy definitely uses pride so much because that's what caused him to fall. Right. You know, and so that's his main tactic. So that's very prideful to be like, I need my parents. I don't need anybody. Right. I'm going to do me. I'm going to do you, boo. And I'm just, I don't need anybody. And clearly, like, you need people. It's true, right? That stupid saying that I hate so much. <laughs> but clearly God designed us for generations and generations. God loves that. Yeah. And so we just need to expect that. And just if that's something you struggle with, like Alicia went through, repent of that and he'll free you uh -huh. and ask him to open your eyes to the goodness of it rather than the restrictiveness that it may feel. Because I love the thought of like you breaking through so then your son can be on that floor and then he breaks through so his son your grandson I'm just using grandson whatever <laughs> it could be daughters, but you know sons daughters children it's just you know, everybody gets higher and higher and higher and closer and closer and closer to the Lord almost in my mind I'm like you're just getting closer to him and closer yeah. to him just wow yeah that's so awesome thank you for sharing that that's just turned chronicles into like this whole new amazing yeah 
And I know <laughs> great perspective. There's gonna be somebody out there that's like, oh, but that's Old Testament. Yeah, okay, let me show you the New Testament. So <laughs> <laughs> Matthew, the start of the New Testament, Matthew one. This is a record. This is a record. This is a record <laughs> of the ancestors of Jesus the Messiah, a descendant of the King of David and Abraham. <clears throat> and the whole thing starts beginning Abraham was the father of Isaac and then it goes the whole way down through the generations to Jesus and what's even cooler is all these are fathers it goes father 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 Mary was the mother of Jesus and I just think we're I'm sure we're gonna do a podcast about women someday but Jesus came as a breakthrough for women that's so awesome. And it started with his mom. Yeah. Like, it wasn't... He was it, the first to start the movement, people. Yes, like, <laughs> Mary! And so it's like, man, 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 and then boom, oh, Mary. Oh, that's so Mother. sweet. That's so sweet, seriously. Yeah. I love that so yeah. much, Jesus. Thank you. Oh, well, no, so. okay, so I want to throw out a challenge, since we haven't done that in a while. I want our listeners to just think about... You know, the things that you find a struggle in your life or like say you're like the person who just feels unlucky, like that could be some sort of mm-hmm. generational thing that's been passed down. And so yeah. just, if you're like the person that's like, oh, I'm just I'm unlucky. I never win at anything like we have God's favor on our life. And I'm not saying God's yeah. going to let, let you win the lottery, but I'm just saying like you should feel his favor in things because you honor and love him and you're putting him first. Right. And so if you're, you know, feeling unlucky, that can be something that's passed on something your parents told you you're unlucky that because my grandpa was unlucky, like start looking at things in your life or like you're the person that trips everything. I'm not, I don't know. That could be, you know, clumsiness or something. Yeah. Always get hurt. Like, is that something that always happens to you because you know, Oh, that was the same thing my mama did. It's this like right. this thing, especially, I mean, I'm sure this happens everywhere, but you, I just can hear the Southern accent. Well, that happened to my mama. So that's going to happen to me type of <laughs> thing that I just hear so often around me. You know, my mama did it and her, my, my mammy did it. And so that's, you know, I just have to, you know, I do it too. <laughs> yeah. I just hear this voice in my head like, <laughs> Stop putting that on yourself. So think about those things. Maybe you're even proclaiming over your life or you see as patterns in your life that are happening and look back in history to see if that's occurring elsewhere in your elsewhere in your family, you know, and start declaring breakthrough through that and um, rebuking those things. And even look at siblings because it's passed like that, too. Like if you're going through, you can tell if something's really generational if you're seeing it in your siblings lives, too. And if you yeah. don't have siblings, you know, just look at your parents and their grandparents. Yeah. Or maybe cousins. It could be even that way. Um, just, yeah, that's I how just I challenge. roll. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, siblings, yeah. So. yeah. Yeah. So just I think it would be really important to, like, think about those things right now. And since we we're going to have some time with being at home with shutdowns <laughs> and just like really just. I challenge you to come before the Lord and ask him to reveal Holy Spirit to reveal things that are generational that you need to break so that your next generation can climb higher and be free of, you know, starting with yourself. So that is number one challenge. And I don't know if I've ever shared this uh, recommendation. There we go. Words. (laughs) Um, Words are hard. But Jennifer Evaz has an excellent 10-minute podcast. It's called Take 10 with Jen, Jen mm-hmm. with two ends. And she goes through a lot of different uh, demonic spirits that might get passed down. She goes through a lot of spiritual stuff. 
um, Holy Spirit, angelic encounters, discerning spirits, all kinds of things that, that can and do get passed down through the generations. And so if you're like, you know, words get twisted in my family, she, there is a spirit that actually does that. So she does a great job explaining that. If yeah, you a have a really resource. controlling, a control, you know, pattern in your family, there's actually a spirit that has a name that is a control and manipulator. And she does an excellent, excellent job ba- making them basic for you to understand and pointing it all to scripture. So you're not like, oh, she's just making this up. She's giving them names, biblical names. No, this is real. It's in the Bible. Yeah. And she does an excellent job making it normal in a good way. Like it's not this kind of weird, funky, super hippie, you know. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's yeah. just, this is what it is. She backs it up with scripture. Yeah. And, um, it, you know and it's, it's short enough. Yeah, and it's short enough where you can really retain it, and then you can go research it on your own. You know, mm-hmm. like, okay, that I heard 10 minutes of this, and I'm going to go and pray about this and see what God tells me and yeah. reveals to me. I think it's a, that's a great resource. And she's Thank got a lot of great that. books that she'll share on there if you want to, like, learn more about specific spirits or whatever. But I just think that those 10-minute things are so helpful for those of you who are, like, kind of need names of, like, what to rebuke or what to ask for blessings of, you know. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, because then in your prayer time, you can be really specific. And, you know, God knows what's going on, but it's just kind of helpful to help you know how to handle a situation. If you think, oh, that's the Jezebel spirit, which is the controller manipulator that Alicia was saying, you can see like, okay, well, this is how I need to handle this person because that is what's going on with them. Right. And so that way you can go about prayer and you can go about handling them in person And you can also give that person grace, too, because you realize, like, that's a demonic spirit, not that actual person. And God cares about that actual person. Yes. It's, you know, and you can see that person through love rather than, like, oh, they're really after me. Right. Like, it's about me. Like, they're hurting me. They're doing, you know, you can see them through Jesus' eyes and see, okay, that's not really that person. That's a demonic spirit that is upon them. And you can move forward. And it doesn't um, that's mean, a whole other thing, but right. And it doesn't mean that they're not agreeing with that spirit. God can redeem them. Yes. They're your brother sister in a way. Yes, and I like that. And we'll maybe um, be able to talk about those sorts of things um, in another podcast because I think that's interesting. And if you want to hear anything about that, send us some messages and let us know. Yeah. If you guys have a topic too that you want to discuss, send it our way because we want to be talking about things you're interested in and want to hear about. So that would be awesome. Yeah, for sure. But I think we should go ahead and pray for everybody. Alicia, if you want to start this time, I would love yeah, that. Yeah, I'd love to. You read my mind. Lord Jesus, we trust you. We love you. We thank you so much for creating us generationally, Lord God. I pray right now for um, an identity to rise up within everybody right now, um, that they would start to redeem the generations up and down their generational lines. Jesus, thank you so much for our listeners and just thank you for the power and blood of Jesus Christ that has redeemed all of us and that when we profess our Savior, we are saved and um, mm-hmm. we are broke. chains are broken off of us and that we don't need to be bound to these things. So let's not keep them. Let's mm-hmm. let's set them down on the altar and just give them to you to crush and clean, Father. It's not it does not belong to us anymore. So help us to stop claiming those things in our lives, Jesus. And um, just, we are sorry, God, we repent of the sins in our families and our mm. listeners' families and the things in the past. Lord, we come before you for, for them, Lord, and ask um, for forgiveness in those sins that just keep trying 
creep down through the generations, God. And we just say in Jesus name that they are stopped and they're done. Mm. And we thank you for um, helping us, God. You are always our helper. And just thank you for Holy Spirit guiding us and directing us on the daily. Thank you for visions and dreams and words of knowledge and just the supernatural, Lord. And thank you for the joy instead of fear in our life. Lord, I pray um, peace over every listener right now in the midst of chaos and society. Lord, this is just silly when we have you as our creator, God, um, and you are the perfecter of everything and lord we just love you we just love you so much jesus and it's in your mighty mighty name we pray and believe amen thanks for listening you guys yes and we'll catch you guys next week on alternative hey alternative nation if you like what you're hearing and want to see our content reach more people across the world please give us five stars and leave a comment You can also support by sharing the podcast with your family and friends and find us on social media at Alternative 2020. And pray for us. If you'd like to bring our campfire conversations to your church, event, community, or anywhere else, send us an email at Alternative2020 at gmail.com. And we want to hear from you. Yes, and share the good news of what Christ is doing in your life and others and how he's impacting the world around you. Thanks for joining us today on Alternative.